Welcome to You Belong. I'm your host, author D. Michelle, encouraging you to remove that label, that title, that position, or even that social media status and focus on your kingdom status by knowing you belong to God first. And when God is first, that's when you can fit in even when you don't because you know you belong. Welcome to You Belong. I'm your host, author D. Michelle. And as always, I'm excited to bring to you another great guest. And today is no different. I have Lisa Burkhart Worley with us today in the studio. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm so excited. I'm excited. Let me share with our audience a little bit more about why I'm so excited. She is the founder of Pearls of Promise. Don't you just love that name? Pearls of Promise Ministries. It's a ministry that helps women overcome past and current dysfunction. I don't know about y'all, but we can all use a little bit of that sometimes. (laughs) And just as a pearl is formed after years of irritation and distress, In an oyster shell, God can take our life trials and make something beautiful as well. And Lisa has a great story and testimony to doing that. I hope she shares a little bit with us today. So welcome again to the show. One more thing about Lisa to know, she is an international Christian radio show co-host and now the television lead host and executive producer of the topical program, Pop Talk, seen on the Faith Unveiled Network. Welcome again to the show, Lisa. Yes, it's great to be on the show, D. Michelle. I know we're going to have a great time talking and and God's going to lead us, I know. Oh, well, I'm excited because Lisa has this unique blend of sports (laughs) (laughs) and ministry. And when you hear about a woman in sports broadcasting and then it just, and now it's pearls of promise, I'm going, how did a lady who had to just fit in, so to speak, and belong in the sports world now is all about pearls of promise. So can you share with us a little bit about that transition? Sure. It just makes no sense, actually. Um, I grew up fatherless. I didn't really have a male influence in my life. My grandfather was an athlete, but he wasn't always around uh, when I was growing up. It was just my mother and me many years, and my mother really struggled because my dad died before I was born, and she watched that death, and, and she just never recovered from it. So, But I, you know, I had to entertain myself since I felt uh, very alone in those years, and I would watch the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sorry if you're not a Cowboys fan, but uh, I would watch them. I'd watch my favorite team was the, the New York Knicks basketball team at the time. We didn't have the Spurs Ooh, back no. then. I, I grew up in <laughs> San Antonio. Oh, I'm probably striking a nerve with a lot of people but that's you know that they were a big team and you know I remember Earl the Pearl Monroe I used to love watching him oh, okay. so I'd watch the Knicks and I'd, and I'd watch I love golf it was a, back then I was I'm a fairly old and so I was a big fan of Jack Nicholas so I just love Jack Nicholas and so I would watch sports all my life and so it made sense uh, actually uh, to go into sports I was an athlete uh, before you know, when it wasn't really even cool for girls to be athletes, we started our basketball team in my high school, and I ended up playing college basketball. Then a guy named uh, Vern Lundquist, who was on Dallas television at the time, but is now has been on national television for years. He came and spoke to our school because he was a graduate of my little college, Texas Lutheran College in Seguin, Texas. And he really talked about his career and 
I don't remember what he said, but I just thought at that time, I want to be a sportscaster. It was, mm. uh, it was, I just knew I'd found uh, my perfect fit for a career. Back then, only a couple of women were doing it, and those were Miss America's. Uh, Phyllis George, may she rest in peace, she was one of those, and Jane Kennedy. And, and so uh, it wasn't a real open field for a female, but I went after it, even though people tried to talk me out of it, and I had some success. I spent, uh, 19 years in television. I was on national television for several years with HBO Sports, and uh, I was with ESPN for a short time. That's part of my story. Um, and uh, I was in New York City, the top market in the whole country. I was working at the Madison Square Garden Network. Wow, that that's amazing. And all started from that one guest speaker. We just, I, and did you ever get to like go back and thank them? Like, do you know you inspired yes. me? Awesome. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing about that, uh, D. Michelle. I um, I got an internship when I went to I went on to graduate school because I felt like I needed some courses to prepare me. I needed some experience before I could get a job in the business. And so I won an internship at the ABC affiliate in Dallas which is where Vern Lundquist happened to work. And so here I was back oh. with Vern. And so I did get a chance to thank him. And over the years, I've, I've seen him different places. I covered the Winter Olympics at one point in my oh. career, and he was doing the figure skating competition. And um, I jumped into the booth where he was <laughs> and took a picture and just, <laughs> I've, seen it, I've seen him at an airport as well. And so I've had a, a several different meetings with Vern over the year. Actually, um, I was so blessed one time at my college, I was uh, given an award and Vern showed up to be the presenter. So, you know, we've had a special relationship over the years. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome and great that you had that opportunity. And I'm just imagining in your journey that you've had any number of belong moments where you felt like, wow, God, do I really belong here? Yes. So if you go back in uh, even your time in sports or even now, just what is your biggest kind of belong aha moment where you felt like, I don't really belong, but then realizing that through Christ, you know, you belong to him first, no matter what, you were able to overcome that. Do you have a story that comes to oh, mind? Oh, sure. But I probably need to go back to my childhood for that. You know, I grew okay. up, as, as I said, fatherless. And my mother was very ill and we were very poor and we were living in a, a wealthy area and we had a big house, but it was very threadbare on the inside. I, my mother was uh, drinking at that time, alcohol, you know, like vodka with seven up mixer and was a chain smoker and she was really not connected to me. And so I felt lonely and I, I just felt uh, unloved and, and I was really embarrassed, unfortunately, by my mother. Uh, and I, I just wasn't dressed well. I'm not sure I was groomed well. I had a teacher mm. literally ask me in front of the class one day if I changed my underwear, which was very embarrassing oh, for no. a fourth grader. But I really did not feel like I belonged. Mm. I didn't feel good enough. I felt like these kids, I was not, you know, I didn't have the money they had. I was actually one day left out of Girl Scouts. I signed up, but they didn't include me. So mm -hmm. it was those kinds of things. And I will tell you, though, it was a great lesson uh, mm -hmm. for me. Um, after I, uh, a friend of mine led me to Christ my freshman year in high school, I was already going down a wrong path. And that mm -hmm. turned my life around at that point. Wow. But I, I realized later that uh, this was a good experience for me. Because mm -hmm. I, I thought, you know what? I am never going to treat anyone less than. I'm never going to treat anyone differently 
then um, then I want to be treated. And, and that's really a good lesson to learn, especially in these times right now, as you know, of mm. racial tension and some of the strife that's going on in our country. I learned this lesson long ago because I was discriminated against. And mm -hmm. so I, I, I understand and I do not, I see everyone the same. And so, mm -hmm. and I've, I've held on to that all through my life and I think it's helped, it's done me well. Um, and so, and I, so it's changed me in many ways. I believe my, even my own team uh, for Pearls of Promise, I believe in diversity. And mm. so I have diversity on my team and I don't, I don't want to come off uh, in the wrong way. I, I want to have that diversity. I, I, I strive for that diversity. And so uh, th this was a lesson early in life where I didn't feel like I belonged. But um, after I received Christ as my Lord and Savior and, and after a call to ministry and actually a call back to honor my mother, it's a long story. I, we don't have a lot of time for this, but I'll just say a brief synopsis. I was at the top of my career and lost both my jobs in the same week. And I was just devastated, didn't know if I was ever going to work again. I, so I went back to, I hadn't been following the Lord for 17 years and I went back um, uh, to church. I hadn't been to church in a long time either. And so I went back to church, started doing Bible study. And in about six months in, um, God told me that he had given me a national platform to glorify him, but I didn't do it. He had to take it away from me to get my mm. attention. So that day I repented. I said, if you give me another chance as a sportscaster, not only will I give you my career, I'll give you my life. A week mm. later, I hear from ESPN. I knew that was God's answer. He heard my prayer. And so I started freelancing for ESPN, but then I had a job offer to go back to San Antonio where I'm from, where my mother lived. And by that mm. time was in a group home. Mm. And so uh, when I had that job offer, I had to pray about it. I, the old Lisa would have never gone home, got, would right. gone backwards, but the new Lisa prayed. And I said, what do you want me to do? And sure enough, uh, what came to me is if they offered me sports center, which was a lifelong goal of mine, uh, wow. I would stay. But if they did not, it was my sign to go. And so mm -hmm. they pulled me into a meeting about a week later and said, you know, I'm sorry, Lisa, we can offer you a full-time reporting job here at ESPN, but we cannot offer you Sports Center at this time. Mm -hmm. and so I knew that was my sign to go. I always say I was the first person probably to ever turn down a full-time reporting job at ESPN. But I Especially went female. <laughs> it's female, yes. And um, so I went home and it was all about honoring my mother. Uh, my mm -hmm. mother was in a group home by that time. And, uh, and she was, uh, she couldn't take care of herself. She, she was on medications that she would get off of and things would happen. And so um, I went back and I began to honor my mother. And because of my faith and because of the growth that I was experienced, I, I, I experiencing, I realized that uh, God had forgiven me for so many things that I'd done wrong. Who was I not to forgive my mother? Mm. And so um, I, be, I forgave her and, and through that forgiveness, I began to love her and I began to, to honor her and, um, and I, and I wanted to take care of her. And so that's what happened the last year and a half of her life. And so I came to that point uh, where um, our, our, our relationship was restored. And wow. so when she died, uh, I felt like the Lord said, now you understand what my unconditional love is all about. And so it's really interesting that all, a lot of those kids who I felt like, I wasn't good enough or mm -hmm. may have rejected me. We're all Facebook friends now. You know, I've come to a mm -hmm. determination that, you know, I'm, I'm to love people. Yeah. I'm not to hold a grudge. Um, I, I belong to the family of God and I want them to be a part of this family as well. Many of them are Christians. Many of them have discovered uh, Christ over the years. And, 
And so we're all connected again. And so uh, that is, that is why I feel like I belong. I belong to just this incredible family um, mm. that believes in Jesus Christ, that he was the son of God and that uh, he, he died the death we should have died and lived the life we should have lived. And on the third day he rose again. And now um, after being crucified and now he sits at the right hand of God, the father, and, and he did this as a sacrifice so that we can have, you know, live eternally with God. And so I believe that. And that's what, and that, and there's a, there's a bond, there's an incredible bond that happens. And I think, you know, this D Michelle with people who, who are Christians and who know the Lord, there's something called the Holy spirit that lives in us. Mm -hmm. And so the Holy spirit connects us all to each we other. Are we yeah. are one. We're part of the body. And mm -hmm. so, uh, I belong now, <laughs> you know, I know I belong and all that stuff in the past, it was all training ground. It was to teach me some things. I'm so grateful. I always think I am grateful that I didn't have a dad because if I didn't have a dad, I wouldn't know God as father. I'm so grateful mm -hmm. my mother was sick because if my mother weren't sick, I wouldn't have a heart for broken women. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm so grateful for being poor because now I so, un I so appreciate anything, a roof over my head. I appreciate the food on the table. I appreciate the blessings that God has given me. He's restored what the locusts have eaten. And so I'm, I'm thankful for all that. And I, and I do belong just as you belong. Amen. I love it. Wow. I, I'm just sitting here warmed up by your <laughs> belong story. And you hit on so many points. And I just want to go back and um, just first, thank you for sharing that and just being inc incredibly transparent about your journey and how God has, you know, just walked with you through that. And even like you said, there were 17 years away, but when you came back, just being diligent about hearing from him and not going back just because a contract was in your hands, but really making sure it was his will for your life. Exactly. So. Sometimes he'll ask you, D. Michelle, sometimes he will ask you to step away from something. Might mm -hmm. be a dream because he has a better plan for your life. And that is what happened with me. He had a better plan, but I didn't yeah. know it at the time. Yeah. And it's interesting that you call your ministry Pearls of Promise and you talk about the oyster shell because I don't know if you've heard this little, uh, tale or story that they talk about the little girl whose dad gave her a fake pair of pearls and every night he tucked her in and he said I got something for you if you just give me your pearls and she would just say no no daddy don't take my pearls and she would keep her fake pearls under the pillow and oh. so one night he finally realized that she released them and he was giving her real pearls Oh, and that's how God is in our life that many times we're holding on to something because we think we got the real thing or we think this is the best God has for us. But he's like, if you would just surrender, if you would just let go, I have so much more for you and I have something real for you. And um, in my ministry, I tell single women, cut the substitutes and wait on God that we put substitutes in our life and God's got the real thing. Coca-Cola talks about it's nothing like the real one. So That's it's, right. it's the real thing. And so Pearls of Promise, um, share with us more about that. Because like you said, through your own healing and forgiveness, through what you went through with your mom, birthed this whole ministry. Tell us more about Pearls of Promise. Well, um, we do a lot of different things, and it seems to be expanding as we speak. Um, in addition to the media that you mentioned, the television show, and the, we do this, a radio show, uh, we also write books. I've written, uh, I've been a part of nine books and a Bible mm -hmm. study. My mm -hmm. most recent one is to help people with father wounds. Uh, mm -hmm. Since I was fatherless, I feel like I'm an expert on this. 
And I've only known God as father. And it's really a book that points God uh, or points people to God as a father figure for them. Uh, if their own father has not been there for them, whether it's uh, through abandonment or death or even uh, a bad father abuse or something like that. Um, this book is designed uh, to show you through my story and through other people's 16 other people's fatherless stories, um, how God can become a father to us and lots of scripture in there. Just, lots of encouragement. And then the Bible study that followed it is, um, a, it's a seven week or six week Bible study. And it's, um, all about the attributes of God that are father like. Mm. And so it's designed to, to draw you into the word, to see for yourself, um, mm. who God is as father and how he is a pursuer of you. And he's a lover of you. And he, he wants to have that close, intimate relationship with you. So, uh, we do blogs, regular blogs at our, our website, pearlsofpromiseministries.com. I, I have a team. I have another woman on my team who is, uh, I call her my mini-me. She can do blogs as well. She's a speaker. She has a book. Her name's Dr. Lynette Sim. And so we trade off the, the blogs and we really pay attention to the pulse of society as uh, for our blogs, as well as just some inspirational messages about some things that God is teaching us. And so we do that. And we do events. We do uh, level up conferences. Um, of course, awesome. you know, lately these events have uh, not, yeah. you know, kind of been uh, tough to hold. Uh, we had to postpone one in May in Austin, Texas, but we have two scheduled September, October uh, in Dallas and then Austin again. And we are just praying through this about what to do. Uh, yeah. Right now they're on, and I think I'm going to wait till July to make that final decision, but I'm praying you know, that we'll be able to go forward and have these events because they're very intimate. They're mm -hmm. not huge, but it's a chance. Uh, we, we're all about healing, and so it's an opportunity for women to come together and experience some emotional healing from some past wounds in their life. And um, uh, lastly, we do something now new uh, because of COVID-19 and all the social distancing and the stay-at-home order. We started something called Pop Chat, which is a monthly event at the last Wednesday night of the month. And we have uh, worship, prayer, teaching. I'm going to be teaching on this next one. And we also have uh, a conversation. We allow mm -hmm. people to, you know, we have some questions and we allow people to just talk about what's going on. And generally it's, it's a subject maybe some people struggle with. On this next one, we are going to be talking about uh, unity. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the key to unity in our, in our culture. And, and so I'm going to talk about that through the Bible, through what the Bible says about that. Yes. And, and uh, so it's a, it's a topic right now that I think people need. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I'm, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to say yet, but the Lord will provide that was a topic he gave me. So, so we do a lot of different things and yeah. uh, we, we, I'm loving it. I, I can't wait to visit you in Dallas and hopefully yes. in September be a part. Yes, we're going to try to get you on a TV show. Yeah. 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 And just come be a part and just be a, a, a fishbowl, so to speak. You're on the fishbowl radio network I see now yes. starting this week with Pop yes, Talk Radio. Pop Talk uh, Television has been on for all, not a year yet, almost a year. Uh, we're on the Faith Unveiled Network. Um, that's Faith unveilednetwork.com so people can find the show there you can find them on our uh, on our youtube channel but we decided it makes sense to uh have the radio show as well and so we use the audio from the two tv shows we do per month plus we do two fresh radio shows per month so we can be a weekly show and so that is starting friday our first guest is going to be tracy mitchell tracy mitchell has 
also a huge ministry. She's uh, got a, a television show. She's a great speaker. She travels all over the country and speaks, and she has some best-selling books. And so she is going to be our guest, and she's going to be talking about change, hmm. the change challenge. So many of us have had to change a lot through this COVID-19 pandemic. Some people have had to change jobs. Some people have had to change. I know we've changed the way we do the ministry. I'm yep. sure you've had to change. We've all had to experience some change. So how do you get through it without being angry <laughs> you know, and, and being <laughs> <Tell> frustrated? <laughs> so we, we really cover that in this show. And so it's a great show to watch. If, if, if or It'll be on the Pearls of Promise Facebook page um, tomorrow. Should be live streaming at 11. Okay. That's great. Thank you for coming on the show. I know you're pressed with time and <laughs> and trying to oh, produce okay. at the same time, TV <laughs> shows, radio shows, and books. I see here you have been married for 34 years to your husband, Jeff. You have two sons, Kyle and Brett, a daughter-in-law, Bailey, and a spiritual daughter, Lara. Laura. Laura, so yes. How do you make time for all of this great kingdom work you're doing and family? How do you balance it up? You know, that's really important. Um, I, I pray for balance. And, and when I, I put, I lay everything before the Lord at the beginning of every year. And I mm -hmm. ask him, Lord, is there anything that you want to take off my plate? And this year he did. And mm -hmm. so I just pray for that because I don't want to neglect my kids. And now we don't see, uh, I have grown boys. One's in Boulder. One mm -hmm. is in Austin with his wife, Bailey. And we just saw them. We went down to South Padre Island and, and had a vacation. And and, uh, you know, even though we're still in this little bit of this social distancing, it was still wonderful and nice. And we got to be with them. And That's awesome. That's awesome. So you make room for it all. I appreciate it. And I'm sure, sure. they do too. Any last words of encouragement you want to speak to? You touched on a few things that are heart strength right now about unity and about yes. the importance of diversity. And you're one of the few, I would have to say, Caucasian persuasion colleagues that I've had speak out before I ask how they feel about it. So what other encouraging thoughts do you have for different communities who may not be as naturally, I'd say just feel comfortable bringing up the subject of diversity or what people are going through right now? I believe that love conquers all. I actually wrote a blog. If anybody wants to go to my website, I wrote about this. Mm -hmm. And what I said in that blog is that Jesus would be crying right now. Mm -hmm. He'd be crying over the brutal treatment and the death of George Floyd. I know he would be. He hates that. Mm -hmm. But I think he'd also be crying about the hate and the looting mm -hmm. and the violence that's going on after that happened. He, doesn't, he, he, do, he wants us to love each other. He, he loves us eternally. What if Jesus got mad at us and it's, and just never spoke to us again because we betrayed him or we hurt him or whatever, that would be horrible. So I think that if we can learn that we are, as we talked about, once you become a believer in Jesus Christ, we are all one. We're, uh, you know, those who are Jewish, like, you know, I, I feel like I'm Jewish, you know, we, you know, comes through the Jewish bloodline, I think, but, but, but once we believe we're grafted in to the family mm -hmm. of God, to Jesus Christ, then our job and our goal is to love because God is love. And if we would get that, that we are to love each other um, on a daily basis, I think we wouldn't have these problems that we're having nowadays. And yeah. uh, it does take sometimes some, like in my own life, some rejection, you know, mm -hmm. and coming from a Jewish background, there was slavery and, um, and oppression. 
And still to this day, there's a lot of anti-Semitism and I hate it. I hate it. It just, it just, uh, mm -hmm. it's one of the things that irritates me the most. All of this, it just troubles mm -hmm. me and it, it weighs me down. And mm -hmm. you wish that you could do something about it. Isn't there something I could do? And that's why I wrote something about it. But, um, but I just tell everybody love unconditionally, love, love. I know there's, it's not right. What happened? It is not right. And we know that. And I, I don't mind the peaceful protests. Yeah. But I think we have to, we, we just have to take a stand for love and, mm -hmm. and know that Jesus uh, would never approve of some of the stuff that's going on. Yeah. Press into yeah. him with, for the strength that we need. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for sharing that love message. And that is the voice of Lisa Burkhart Worley, who is the founder of Pearls of Promise Ministries. Why don't you share for our listeners, what are some of the best ways to reach out and just get involved or listen in or watch? Sure. Uh, you can email us at info at pearlsofpromiseministries.com. Uh, as I said, we're on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pearls of Promise, but it's probably better to go to Facebook or go to our website, pearlsofpromiseministries.com. We try to post the events that are coming up. Just know in the back of your minds, we have an event coming up in Austin, October 17th. So you can just find out if you, if Facebook page is the freshest, it's the, the most okay. current where people can find out what's going on. Feel free to reach out to her on Facebook or at the website or even check out Pop Chats, Pop Talk on the Faith Unveiled Network. She is based in Dallas, Texas. Thanks again for being on the show and do, do continue to keep spreading that love. Oh, thank you for having me on the show, D. Michelle. And that's how to fit in even when you don't. Know you belong. Reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at Know You Belong, K-N-O-W, You Belong. Or you can reach out to us on Instagram at Destiny Resets with an S at the end. Because you have to reset destiny when you know you belong. Be blessed.